0: The Healing the City podcast is a ministry of the Village Church in Tucson, Arizona. If you enjoy the Healing the City podcast and wish to support it financially, you can go to villagersonline.com. Click the "We Give" tab and follow the instructions. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the podcast.
1: Ba-ba, Tasting, ba-ba-ba, testing, testing, one,
0: two, three.
2: Tasting, four, testing, testing,
1: one two three, one two three, one two three. Testing,
2: testing, one, two, three. My fair
1: lady. Oh. Bow, bow, bow. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming round the mountain. She'll be coming round the mountain. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. She'll be riding six white horses when she comes. When she comes. She'll be riding six white horses when she comes. When she comes. She'll be riding six white horses. She'll be riding six white horses. She'll be riding six white horses when she comes. And we'll all go out to meet her when she comes. Okay. All right. And we'll all go out to meet her when she comes. Now, we're going to have that
2: stinking song in our head the entire stinking day, thanks to you, Mark. I try. We don't like you anymore.
0: (laughs) Welcome to Healing the City Podcast. My name is Eric Siepen. And we are together, Pastor Rod, Pastor Mark, Pastor Eric. Hello. To continue our not as popular as all the other podcasts, the the three of us together is not a it's not the most popular compelling of the draw. healing city podcast but uh, we're going to talk a little bit like we'll make it short and then hopefully a
1: little shorter than our last one 51 minutes yes we
0: are long-winded
1: so we talked about the history of the village and we talked about uh, your recollections of the history of the village
0: and people appreciated
1: it yeah it was really nice um so today i thought we could start out talking about um we have belonging this week um and so belonging is something that goes back to the beginning of the village yes um and as part of belonging we do an art project yes um and so if you walk around the village building you can see art projects you can actually see i think the first art project yes you can and then you can go around and see some other ones that are have we have been installed we have thrown a few of them away we've we've thrown we threw the tree
0: away we threw the tree away (laughs) oh the tree and i
2: painted over one that was handprints of everybody oh
0: yeah Yeah. the handprints oh my goodness you painted over that we have visual uh evidence
1: of that one right so of all of them the 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 tree i we should say that the tree is not the tree that Steven yeah. Sommets painted <laughs> we threw it away. and it was, we put leaves... No, it was this, a fake tree. This was a fake tree that we painted the leaves yes, of.
0: Yes, people were able to put their branches into the tree. Yeah,
1: but it was kind of hard to... Yeah. <laughs> it was a really great idea in concept. Yes. I think we figured out the concept a little better with the painting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, can we start about start talking about the, the beginnings of sort of belonging and the sure. art project and where did that come from?
0: Well, it came from me, well, it came from Mark Bryan's, um, at least the non-art part of it. So my mentor, when he went to plant a church, I actually ended up talking to him, and he said that they did a yearly membership service, and his whole point was he wanted people every year to commit to the community. Um, But they didn't do, like, they can have belongers and covenant members. For a church that says, we like it simple. We decided to make it complex because there's the secret menu. Um, and so we did we did membership animal style uh, uh, with extra sure. cheese. <laughs> and so we brought this concept of yearly membership uh, together, and then we began to talk about it. I think my church experience,
2: of course, was that once you became a member, you were a member for life. Right? So in the Christian Reformed Church, I'm a member for life. You can't not be a member. You can get thrown out because you're not being a good person. But um, And so you your membership was established for all time. So when Eric first talked about this, I thought, well, that's really intriguing, but don't you just join and you are for, there forever. But there's been something really powerful about Um, the annual belonging service and re-upping each year. And it's cool to watch people over now 21, 22 years sign that covenant every year faithfully. Um, But it's also exciting to, um, I think, to it really helps us identify who has chosen to be deeply in the community and those who aren't committed. And so it's a good yearly reminder of where we stand, and I think it's a great reminder to people. Like I, it is for me, just the sheer joy of saying Once again, I've you know recommitted um, myself to to yeah. the uh, to the village.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and so there's there's the the two couple things about that part that's pretty fascinating and, and different than other churches is that we allow children. Right. to be members and so it's so cute to watch them sign the covenant um, and <laughs> sign it sometimes when their parents haven't signed it so that's a really interesting <laughs> thing uh, just to watch and see develop
1: so uh, maybe this is just a semantics semantics thing but why belong and not membership right
0: well I think it started and or I could speak a little bit to this probably but it started with the idea that, our culture is, is so lonely and looking for a place to belong. Like uh, so many broken families, so many just, uh, well, I guess the best way is just to say it's a lot of lonely people who don't feel like they belong anywhere and don't have family. And so um, that's kind of why we landed on belonging, I think.
2: Yeah, and I um, there was a really impactful book that I read uh, called The Search to Belong, and it really changed how I thought about a lot of things, um, particularly friendship and deep relationship. And so, um, Joseph Meyer, I think, was the author of that. And um, and I, I really struggled with you know, the idea of membership. This isn't a country club. This isn't sure. a, yeah. This isn't a, a, a place to hang out with friends although that happens, this is um, belonging to each other and belonging to God. And I think it's a much richer word than just membership.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think, so the reason we split it up then is um, there are covenant belongers and then there are people who just belong. Early on, we faced kind of two issues. One, uh, lots of people who didn't follow Jesus who liked the village. And so they wanted to belong. But they weren't able to sign the covenant, right? Um, And on the other hand, we had people who were bringing their church kids who didn't want to go to church anymore, or just had a bad experience, or were struggling. But uh, so they would come with their children, or they would come with their, you know, their nephew or niece on a regular basis, so they were part of us. But they were there to encourage their nephew and niece in this process, and so. They also, in a way, even though they went to another church, needed a way to say, I belong here. Like, I'm here for a purpose. Um, and so that's why we, we started that early on. Um, but yeah, so the art project is because our value is creativity. So and the, so we needed some tangible way that we could always look at. Like a symbol. Like, I mean, an altar, so to speak. Uh, uh, an Ebenezer. An I, Ebenezer. Think of, I think of them as Ebenezers.
1: So the... the- uh, art project is the way you belong to the community, but you're not saying this is my my, place to be invested in in my walk with Jesus, right. but this is a good place to be. This is the place where I want to invest my time. Right. Yeah. So, right. So what was the first art project?
0: Uh, it was a frame with a bunch of stuff. Uh, Cement in it, and people brought pieces of glass and shards and stuff and stuck it in it.
2: You were supposed to take something that was precious to you that was made of glass and actually shatter it, oh. um, break it, and then take a shard of it and um, bring it and embed it in this, yeah, kind of concrete ish type stuff. Thing it, is, so heavy.
0: It is. <laughs> and it's lasting. It's on the wall. And 21 years. <laughs> and and it,
2: it was interesting because. Um, I think for me it was particularly meaningful. Meaningful, I took a peach of, of Dutch Delft, my you know, which is from my heritage, and really kind of representative of my Dutch Christian Reformed um, stuff. And literally broke it and took a shard of that. And, and every once in a while, I look at that and I go, "Yeah, I'm kind of walking far from those Dutch roots of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for me." And so I think. Uh, trying to find something that was meaningful to each person. Um, and there's some really gorgeous stories
1: behind those shards of glass. Yeah. So what are what are some other early ones that maybe aren't up at the village? Well, the
0: handprints, putting, the handprints. Your, putting
1: your hand in, a, like, what
0: do you call it, finger paints and putting your handprint on a canvas. Um, there is a, a big canvas where you brought pieces of like something that represented you from home like a piece of paper like mm-hmm. or a piece of art you have done, and then we did a big collage um, and we've done the chess pieces we've done letters or we designed fonts um, a relatively popular one that took a long time to get up onto the walls uh, we've done tiles we've done
1: tiles twice twice puzzle pieces puzzle pieces, puzzle pieces. twice
2: puzzle pieces
1: that was one of cool. So my first belonging project was the uh, decoupage, the the big, giant, black sheet that that sits underneath one of the TVs now. Mm -hmm. And my second one, I think my second one, was uh, the shelves. Where we had to bring something from that's home right. that's and put one it on a fun. shelf. Yeah, that was fun. I but that know. one was temporary anyway. Yeah. Because it was like for the year, bring something that represents you yeah, and put and then it take on the it shelf home. Yeah. Right. And take it I home. I forgot about that one. That was that was a good one. So, um, the, so what was your favorite art project? Wow. That's a great question.
0: <laughs> Hands down, the chess pieces. The chess pieces. It's it was one of the most phenomenal I agree, integrated I agree. art projects. Outside of, I mean, I think the letters were pretty integrated, but that was super integrated. Yeah. I I just
2: dearly loved the first one just because it was so novel a concept at the time yeah. but yeah I agree I love the chess pieces I uh, pa- particularly because we had the chess tournament and um, and there was just all kinds of wonderful stuff that really built relationship between people who might not normally yeah be together yeah. Um, in that chess tournament it the uh, it's it was just wonderful and the, and to have the the uh, chess pieces there on a board as a reminder of that is great. And people were so amazingly creative too. (laughs) Like awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like the chess pieces. I, I think my, my favorite was for, for reasons, uh, of you know community and relationship and brokenness and all that kind of stuff i think the puzzle pieces are significant to me listen that the puzzle pieces are pretty Um, cool too that was a significant year for me so yeah
0: yeah yeah so i I think one of the things that is interesting i think people struggle every year especially with the covenant um because it does ask for some serious serious things like it asks you to tithe it says that you're going to submit to the leadership that says you're going to put your energy and time in this community and it asks you not to be putting your time in leadership in other communities. I think that sometimes is a hang up for people because they don't they think, oh um, so I can't you know do college ministry or I can't do oh, no, I think what early on the reason we put that in there was we had a lot of double dippers in the sense of people who were leaders in other churches and then coming and being Wanting to be covenant members of our church and we were like, No, you gotta choose a church and really yeah. anchor in. Yeah. It wasn't about, oh, you're a leader, you know, at NAVS or you're a leader at some other um paraministry, and that's part of your ministry that comes out of what we do as a church and it's supporting you in that. Yeah, that's a different thing than Yeah. Um,
1: but you're taking you're you're rooting yourself in community and and then being sent out from the community to do something that's different um it really is a cultural thing right to to go and
2: get my needs met Uh, yeah that frustrates me that phrase you know i'm gonna go somewhere where i can get my spiritual needs met well there's some legitimacy and longing for that but The way you do that is often by going, uh, is most often by going and submitting yourself to a community and serving it and loving it and being uh, actively, deeply involved. And I, I, I think that's that's the countercultural mandate of the church is to um, not go and have your needs met but go but come and meet the needs of others as your primary goal and then in so doing you your needs will be met and you will be anchored in and I, I I think that's the that's part of the belonging as well right that that you're not you're belonging to each other so you're serving each other and if you're just going and taking from Five or six different venues, I go to this worship service here, and I go to that Bible study there and do those things, then you're more of a taker than a giver, and mm. the church is about giving,
1: right, yeah, so I maybe this is a left turn or a curveball and and we need to wrap up soon, but I think this is part of the covenant when as we talk about belonging, I think one of the one of the words that does hang up that we've mentioned a couple of times already that that gets people hung up is submission. Yeah, is that I'm going to submit to the elders, the leaders, the community. So, can we talk a little bit about submission? Sure. Well, I think one of the things that makes
0: uh, it hard for people, in particular, is that you know when they sign the covenant, they're saying, "I agree with the Apostles' Creed, and I am a follower of Jesus, and I accept the doctrinal statement, which is a small expansion of the Apostles' Creed." So it answers like you know, our understanding of the Trinity, our understanding of end times, but it's a one sheet of paper. It does not say where we stand on things like gay marriage. It doesn't say what we, where we stand, um, on, you know, women in office or meaning elders and pastors. Um, so a lot of that you're you saying, I trust that when the, when the pastor, when the leaders say that they are committed to the authority and inspiration of scripture, that I, I'm okay and going to be safe in these decisions that they're going to make, and I can submit to them, meaning I can organize myself under them and follow them um, and follow their leadership.
2: And I think that's another area where um, – I can only go to places where I agree with everything. Well, first of all, that place doesn't exist, right? Um, Until we get to heaven. And, um, And the second thing, so submission is being adamantly opposed to something even and then still saying, but I will allow the other person to dictate that, which is a... It's a high risk thing. But God doesn't hold you responsible when you submit to what you've submitted to. He holds you he holds the elders, the leaders, the the pastors responsible and we're the ones who will answer for that someday. And I think that's the um I, I think that's one of the ancient things of the church that has kind of lost its way in modern culture that I get to decide what's best for me um, instead of trusting my life to those that God places over me. It's it's a boy and it's a fine line right because uh, there are places and times when you say no I can't in good conscience uh, submit to that right. but for the most part um, like Eric and I, early on, disagreed on some major things, um, and we couldn't just say, um, well, I'll just walk away and start my own thing, and you can do your thing. No, it's like mutual submission, like which is the other thing, the mutuality of submission, right? So it's not like I submit to Eric every single time, because that's just power and abuse, or can be, um, but it's like... You know, you submitted to me last time in this matter. That was really important to me. I'm going to submit to you in this matter, which is really important to you, not because we agree, we don't, but because for the sake of unity, for the sake of oneness of the community, for the good of the community, I'm going to disagree strongly and still live under and place myself under your authority.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think that's, yeah, that's good.
1: Yeah. That's great, and some of those things change. Yeah, of course. And they like the thing that we hold on to is you know more. It's the Apostles' Creed and the expansion and the covenant. Some of the, the the statement, the doctrinal statement, but all of the other things often change, and we submit again to a different. We kind of go back and forth and have a lot of conversation. And, and,
2: and we change, right? 45 years ago, yeah. I was a completely different person. I I often think people would be really shocked at <laughs> who I was and the things I believed when I was you know, 25 and a sure. first-term elder at the Phoenix Christian Reformed Church compared
1: to where I stand now. And yeah. like, so. Well, this year we are painting rocks. Yep. So if you're a villager and you're listening to this, remember to grab a fist-sized rock and paint it this week um, or bring it to the belonging service and paint it there. And then we're going to uh, put hashtag village rock project 2022. I think I got that right. And yes. People can find them and take pictures of them. And so if you're listening to this and you're not a villager and you see a rock at a park uh, that's nicely painted and everything, you know, maybe pick it up and look on the back and see. And then take a picture and send it to us.
2: I was kind of hoping that our missionaries um, would take one uh, back to the country of Georgia. Oh yeah, and, and that we'd get a, a tag from there. But
0: uh, yeah, I and think I think people, people can also take a picture of themselves putting it somewhere, right? Because it'd be fun that way too. So, yeah. all right, well, cool. I think we're going to close up this podcast. If Thanks you have everybody. questions for the elders, pastors of the village, you can. Email us at healingthecity@gmail.com. at gmail.com. But it better be soon because I'm retiring. Well, there's <laughs> another elder. You can ask him. He could come up with your answers. There you go. <laughs>